There is a terribly mistaken belief out there that if we just wait things out a little bit longer, the virus will go away. And and in 2022, we can elect all the correct people and everything will be so much better. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome to the Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Got a lot of ground to cover today. I've got something in front of me, and I I, want to begin, as I said yesterday, to look toward the future and the things we need to be doing and how to prepare. And I've got some news stories that I've been looking at, and I want to share a few things with you to give you an idea of how fast things have occurred in just the past 18 months. When I look back to the end of 2019, my wife and I were making plans for the year 2020, and a lot of it had to do with perhaps planning a church or maybe two, helping a mission. These were the things that I had in mind. Doing a daily radio program was not part of the equation back in December of 2019. My wife and I had been spending time in Georgia, and we were getting ready to head back to Florida for unextended time, and we had all kinds of plans. But everything changed dramatically. We started seeing this news story about some kind of strange novel virus that appeared in China. Of course, the WHO, the World Health Organization, was saying, nothing to worry about here. Don't worry about it. It's not contagious to humans. That's what they said in December and the beginning of January. And then we started hearing stories about people becoming sick in China. And then the virus spreading outside of China to northern Italy, into the United Kingdom and other parts of the world. And before long... People were becoming very concerned that this is something we've never seen before, or at least that's how the media portrayed it. All the plans that I had for 2020 vanished in in just a moment. It was gone. The idea of planning a church, the idea of a lot of travel, the idea of any of it just disappeared. And then in February, I get this this very strange phone call from a man I had worked with about 10 years ago, asking if I would consider coming out of retirement to help in a response for this novel pandemic virus called now COVID-19. That's the illness you're supposedly getting from it. SARS-CoV-2, how are we going to respond? And so I agreed and came out of retirement, and I traveled to another state, and spent the next two and a half months working on this pandemic. And then it was during that time that I started seeing things most people don't. Sure, I saw the news, but I also saw the information coming to me in my capacity as both a public information officer and a planner. And some of what I was reading just didn't make any sense, yet we're going on this new data. So I want to take a moment here at the beginning of the program because I want you to understand how we got to the place we are today and what's going to happen next, in my opinion. 
I'm not a prophet, so I'm going to give you some opinion here, and this is what I have in mind. If you look at the new, the, the many scientific studies that were done independently confirm the nature of the COVID-19 mRNA vaccine, which is being imposed on all humanity. The objective is to enforce the worldwide vaccination of 7.9 billion people in more than 190 countries. Now, what many people are hoping for, shall we say, among the elite, this is to be followed by the imposition of a digitized vaccine passport. Needless to say, this is a multi-billion dollar operation for big pharma. There's a complex timeline involved with this entire pandemic and how it's being used. And you'd be amiss not to remember that it was in 2019, in October, event 201, how, how the world responds to a global pandemic. So all the hardware and software was in place because they had planned this event. And magically, the people that had all the dashboard material was John Hopkins University. Well, guess what we use for the death counter and all the dashboards nationwide? It came from John Hopkins because they just happened to have built this for their pandemic exercise. It, it ought to make you wonder just a little bit. So let's go with this timeline that led up to where we are today and also by December 2020. Like I said, First, we heard about this new coronavirus in China, and we're told not to worry, but then the infection numbers become a media obsession. I can remember it very well. The February phone call that I got to come out of retirement and help in an emergency management response. And I can remember in the first week or so of the month of March, we started getting information from the federal government to emergency management groups like us and the state to prepare for this idea of 15 days to flatten the curve because their, their fear was if these case numbers were to just go berserk, we could rapidly overwhelm the healthcare system. Now, remember at this time, I really didn't know all the ins and outs of this virus. We're all in a learning curve. And so the idea of 15 days to flatten the curve didn't seem like too much to ask. And they were already putting together plans to, to help people out economically so nobody would fall between the cracks for the two weeks of not being able to go to work, defining essential from non-essential. You remember all this. This goes back into the early part of March of 2020. We knew about it early on. It, it was part of our job to know about this, to make plans and get ready and get people ready for this concept without having fear. And so we start this 15 days to flatten the curve. And I can remember the list of things that were going to be essential and non-essential. I'm staying in this large hotel. Only four or five rooms of this big hotel were being occupied by people like me. And I knew where I could go get groceries. I knew where I could get the essentials, but I knew that most places were closed. So starting on March 11th, if you look at that time, at that point, I want you to remember, let's look at this as a worldwide number. 
March 11th of 2020. There were at that time 44,279 so-called RT-PCR positive cases. Those are based on this PCR polychain uh, test. That's worldwide, not including China. And they claimed at that point there were 1,440 deaths worldwide. Worldwide. And so we were going to use that to be our basis for trying to put a stop to this virus before it got out of hand. Or at least that's what we were being told all the time. I can remember getting ready for this so-called pause. And I wasn't really too concerned about it at that point because it all made sense. We had spent a lot of time. And remember, there's something that's got to be added here, especially if you did the work that I did. We were being told by the 1st of March to expect in the county in which I served, we were being told based upon projections from some fine and respected universities and think tanks based on what they understood about this virus, that by July of 2020, not July of 2021, but July of 2020, we should anticipate 3,000 people to die in the county in which I served. Now, that's a lot because in a given year, a given full year, only about 2,700 people would die in that county of all causes, old age, accidents, disease, doesn't matter. This was going to be allegedly another 3,000 on top of those that would normally die, or that's, that's how it was told to us. Now, obviously, that would overwhelm the hospital system, the nursing homes. Uh, everything we had would be just overwhelmed. So we were planning for literally mortuary space, extra hospital space. We worked on that around the clock, getting ready for this so-called pause. And hopefully the pause would slow it down enough where we would not be so overwhelmed. So beginning on March 11th of 2020, because of these PCR tests, these cases, and 1,440 deaths worldwide, They were justified, they were used to justify the idea of social confinement, the lockdown and closure of 190 national economies, the crisis of our global economy, extensive corporate bankruptcies in key sectors of our economic activity, the outright elimination of small and medium-sized enterprises, the triggering of poverty and mass unemployment, this idea of social distancing, the face mask, and no social gathering, an engineered crisis of the national health system, the closure of schools, colleges, and universities, the closure of museums, concert halls, culture, and sporting events, institutional collapse, and the disruption of civil society. And the stated objective has always been to save lives. That's what we always heard. Stay home, save lives. Let's go quarantine. Remember all that stuff? Stay home, save lives. And the real outcome of these policies were literally destroyed lives by the millions. Millions more left in extreme poverty than they were before this pandemic started. 
And then 10 months, 10 months later, the COVID-19 vaccines have come to our rescue. The announcement came after the election of November 2020 and launched the world and launched worldwide in late December. And, and really, if you think about it, it was a fear campaign that was spearheaded, you know, compliance and acceptance to this higher authority. So many people were living in abject fear. And I can remember just, you know, looking at social media and people just praying, I hope the vaccine gets here so we can get our lives back or I can go back to church or I can go back to my job. I have no paycheck and we're, we're going to lose everything. I did a lot of reading and, and following and my heart was breaking for all these people. And be honest, I'm going to take you back to, you know, like the summer of last year. We're all hoping that there's something that can be done. But nobody really understood the kind of vaccine that was coming out. Everybody just assumes the word vaccine means the word vaccine. A polio vaccine had an attenuated polio virus. Our body responds, creates antibodies, so we are not as inclined to get polio. The same with the flu vaccine and many others. So most people are assuming that whatever this vaccine is, it's going to be like any other vaccine we've had before. But it isn't. It's a messenger RNA vaccine. They've been working on this concept for years, and there's probably as many doctors have explained to me a legitimate purpose, maybe for cancer and other certain diseases. But as a one-size-fits-all for the world, no. No. But this vaccine was presented as an everlasting solution, a means to curb the, you know, the pandemic, saving lives and reopening our shattered economies and restoring normalcy, <laughs> going back to normal again. And a massive propaganda campaign, that's the only word I can use, is propaganda campaign, was started in support of these vaccines on a worldwide basis. There was a fake promise of a return to a new life, a return to reason and normalcy. And all of it was an illusion, every bit of it. The ideology of the financial elites and the billionaires was imposed on us. The vaccine was upheld as a means to carry out the World Economic Forum's, what they called a great reset. And even long before this pandemic, I've been listening and hearing about Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. It was in 2017 that even President Trump went to one of their annual get-togethers of world and corporate leaders. This is not a little organization. They actually have clout and, and influence all across the world. And what a lot of people don't understand about the World Economic Forum and their Great Reset, they want to reimagine. That's a word that they use extensively and have. We hear that word used with Antifa. Now, we have to reimagine the police. We have to reimagine government. We have to reimagine everything. And Klaus Schwab wants you to reimagine how you live. He's the one that said, you'll own nothing and be happy. You'll own nothing and be happy. I, I shared, I think, last week an audio clip of one of their videos from their website talking about why would anybody want to own anything? Just rent what you need for the time you need it. 
In other words, you don't need to own a house, rent your property. You don't need to own a phone, rent your phone. You don't need to own a television set or, or, or furniture, just rent everything. And when you're tired of it, you get something different and move on. In other words, you own nothing and you're happy living in your apartment. I was reading a story a couple of weeks ago. I may have shared it, I think. I've been so busy with this program on the road, I can't remember if I got to this topic yet or not. But there are some major companies out there spending billions of dollars buying houses that are for sale, paying far more than they're worth. That's one of the reasons that housing prices have just gone through the roof. There are actual companies buying up single-family houses when they come up on the market. And they're trying to buy entire neighborhoods. The goal? To turn every one of those homes into a rental. In other words, you don't even own it. You'll rent your house if you're allowed to. You'll rent your furniture. You'll, you'll rent your TV set. You'll rent your phone. You'll rent the car they allow you to drive. This is all part of the great global reset that Klaus Schwab has announced ages ago. And what's envisioned in this? Well, like I say, by the year 2030, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Now, how does the vaccine fit into this? Real easy. Real easy. Honestly, I've come to conclude a few things. If you've listened to this program, and, and I, I'm very cautious, very cautious. By the way, if you're just tuning in, this is the program, Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. You can find out more about this program at our website, truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. It is heard both as a radio program on domestic radio and international shortwave and can be heard daily as a podcast. So let me get back real quick. Yeah, once again, that website, truth2ponder.com. So what about this vaccine? Is there something about this vaccine that should help you understand where we're heading? And remember, all this occurred in the period of less than a year. If you go back to, like I say, October of 2019, Event 201 had been in the planning stages for quite a long time. I shared with you earlier this week all the various players. And what I mean by players are those that have had patents on coronaviruses and vaccines, some of this stuff going back over 20 years. And several names keep popping up. One is Dr. Anthony Fauci. The other one is Dr. Barrick from the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. And, of course, Peter Daszak of the EcoHealth Alliance. And I never can pronounce her name when I don't have it in front of me, but she's called the Bat Lady at the Wuhan lab. And, of course, the mere thought of saying that this virus came out of a laboratory was taboo. You couldn't say that on Facebook or Twitter, or you got banished and you got your account canceled or whatever even though now it's be it's increasingly, increasingly the obvious reason this pandemic started. Now, was it by design? Was it by accident? Is there a hidden agenda? I've come to conclude something already. The vaccine probably will not save lives, nor will it contain the pandemic, period. 
the vaccine does not really save lives and it will not contain the pandemic. It's a nice money-making operation for the big pharmaceuticals in the hundreds of billions of dollars. It's not a one-time you know, vaccine jab. In other words, get your vaccine or the two doses and you're good for life. No. Now, we're, once people started getting the vaccine, they're starting to say, you know, you're going to need a third booster shot in the fall or the winter. And it's slated to extend over a period of two years. So we'll need more and more and more. It, it wants to be applied by the elites on a worldwide basis without exceptions. Not a single country, with the exception of three, had the courage to refuse the killer vaccine. Three countries, Burundi, Tanzania, and Haiti. Now you say, well, they're third world. Who cares? Well, I care. Burundi, Tanzania, and Haiti. They refused the vaccine. Now, it's kind of hard to connect the dots, but I want to share something with you. It's worth noting that the presidents of Tanzania and Burundi died under mysterious circumstances after they announced they would not allow the vaccine in. And until recently, Haiti was the only country in the Western Hemisphere which refused categorically in implementing the mRNA vaccine. In a bitter irony, you know, if you do just back a few weeks ago, their president, Jovenel Mosey's assassination occurred. And what happened after the assassination? President Biden sent a half a million vaccine doses with more to come, paid for by Uncle Sam, and delivered to Port-au-Prince six days later on July the 14th. So why are governments pressuring all these people around the world to get vaccinated? Heads of state, heads of government worldwide are being pressured, bribed, co-opted, and threatened by powerful financial interest into accepting the COVID vaccine consensus. But there's a double use for all this stuff that people haven't quite put together yet. The truth is the vaccine passport is the end game, which constitutes a transition towards a digital currency, which could turn into very quickly a digital tyranny. Let me say that again. The idea of a vaccine passport is the end game, which constitutes a transition towards digital tyranny if we let it. You look at places like France, they have gone absolutely insane literally demonically insane. Everybody must get this. You can't go anywhere, and it's going to get worse and worse as the weeks go by. You cannot go to a cafe. You cannot go to a movie theater. You can't go to a lot of places where there's more than 50 people. In other words, before it's over, you can't go to a church if you're not vaccinated. You can't go to a school. You can't go to the store. Eventually, you will be isolated entirely in France. Italy is no better. Canada is well on its way. England is not far behind. But what about the land of the free and the home of the brave? Well, currently we are being led by a reprobate and a man with dementia. Let's be honest. We have a reprobate in Kamala Harris and you've got a man with dementia. No doubt about it. In France, in France you have 
the political class claiming everybody has to be vaccinated. And when you look at it, people like Macron in France, Emmanuel Macron, he's got ties to the billionaire bankers that are pushing for this one world government, one world currency. Remember, Macron is a former bank staff of the Rothschilds. Italian Prime Minister Mario Draghi, former president of the European Central Bank. And then you look at the others that have a a lot to do with it. Why, why is Bill Gates held up as some kind of a savior or genius on, on, medi- on medicine and vaccines? The man is nothing but a guy that stole an operating system and then plagiarized a graphic user interface, called it Windows, became a billionaire based on theft. And now he is one of the elites of the world with his billions of dollars and his, and his foundation. And I want to pause right here. And I want to want you to think carefully and follow me on this one as I've given you this timeline, how we went from this, it could be something serious, it might be, oh, yes, it is, but we could do something right now to stop it. Well, that didn't work. The 15 days became 30, became 60, became 120, became a year. And the vaccine becomes our savior. And this carrot and stick approach, you can have some of your life back, not all of it. You get some of your life back if you take the vaccine. Even though they're not really vaccines and they've never been properly tested. And we can't tell you the long-term effect. And when you take the vaccine, you sign a piece of paper giving up any rights to sue anybody if something goes wrong. That's what you have to take to get your life back. Like I said, I think of this one person on social media, uh, unmarried gal still living with her mother, just so happy now. Maybe she can go back to church. And she's willing to wear her face mask too. But she's been vaccinated and she wears a face mask because she she believes falsely that a, a face mask protects her wearing it. She doesn't have a clue that it doesn't. When I see somebody driving in a car with a face mask, they really believe it protects them. And it doesn't. We've divided ourselves with propaganda. We have allowed ourselves to believe things that are not true. But the end game is always the same. Look at people like Adolf Hitler. He wanted to control the world. Look at the Soviet Union. They wanted to control the world. Look at communist China. They want to rule the world. And until recent times with digital technology and computers, face recognition, None of that was possible. There was no way to keep tabs on everybody. Even in Germany, simply having your papers was not enough because that could be forged. And then you, if this is going from one person to that, there was no database, no way to connect. And I'm going to throw this in real quick. There's a lot of things in these vaccines that are concerning. And yes, I've seen the reports that it almost has a magnetic effect in the area in which you're vaccinated. But any connection, and this is where I want to, I'm going to get somebody mad here, and I don't care, because you're. I'm, I'm talking to you as a broadcast engineer now. There's a lot of misinformation out there, too, that all this stuff in the vaccine will be activated when 5G is turned on. 
if you hear somebody say that, turn them off. They're fools. They're idiots. I have a friend that still believes it. And, and I'm trying to tell him the frequencies being used by 5G are the same ones we're using for 4G and 3G. And the new spectrum they're getting is part of the old satellite spectrum. There's nothing new under the sun here. There's no death ray, magic ray that's going to... I literally have people saying, well, you know, in the vaccine, they got little nanobots. And once once the 5G is turned on, the nanobots turn into little like submarines in your veins. And, and they'll travel around to read your brain thoughts. And then they'll they'll talk to the Starlink satellites and, and they'll be able to read your thoughts. This is insanity. Please don't believe that. That's the kind of stuff that kills the credibility of those like myself trying to give you the truth. That's like QAnon. Everybody believed in QAnon. Well, that turned out to be a a reverse psychop. You know it and I know it now. And so is the 5G boogeyman. I have analyzed this as an engineer. I have talked to other people that are even more learned than I am. Remember, I understand the technology of all of this. And all this nonsense that I see, it's scary. So please, don't buy into the 5G boogeyman. That's what's going to come back to take away your credibility. But I'll tell you what 5G can do and why we should be concerned. The speed it can move data. See, look, there's no nanobots going to run around in your bloodstream and talk to a satellite miles up into space. It's not going to happen. These higher frequencies that'll be used for inner city links can't even penetrate a piece of paper, let alone human skin, just so you know. It will never go through a window or a wall, just so you know. In an open, direct line of sight, it's great for moving tremendous amounts of data in a pinpoint precision like laser beam that you can't see. That's all it is. Nothing to be afraid of. The elite count on the fact you don't understand all that stuff. And I think this misinformation gets out there. I have people that I read a lot of the material. They get half of it right, and then they jump into the 5G boogeyman, but they can't explain it. A guy said, well, here's a paper. Okay, I did a little research on it. A bunch of phony equations, and then it turns out they had to withdraw it because it was phony peer review. In other words, it was never really reviewed as it was claimed. And so it had to be taken down. I do a lot of reading about this. I understand what it is. And so when I read this stuff and I see the equations and I also realize that they're talking about thousands of watts of power within inches of your body. Well, I got news for you about 5G. Those new 5G towers, they're flea power. They're designed to have very short range coverage. Let me just, I know I'm going to be late for the break, but I'm going to go ahead and do this real quick. Draw on a piece of paper a circle, six inches in diameter. Now draw some circles that are one inch in diameter and fit a bunch of them inside that circle. That is 5G. 4G was the big circle. 5G is the smaller ones. Each one is, that's all its coverage is, is the tiny amount inside. That allows in the same area more people to connect to wider channels. In other words, we can make the channels wider because we have more you know, more towers to get to that have short range. If one tower was covering a thousand people, you can't put wideband channels out there. But if each of the other ones are only covering a hundred people at a time, I'm just giving you a, 
a comparative number, then more people can have wider channels for faster bandwidth. That's all it is. That is the miracle of 5G. It's not a death ray. It's not a mind-reading ray. Trust me on that one. But what 5G can be used for is rapid moving of data for face recognition and vaccine passports. That's the real danger of 5G. Not the fact that it is 5G. It's just the fact that it moves data faster. Back in the days of 3G, data was slow. Then it got faster on 4. Now it's gotten faster again. And back in 3 and 4G, I heard the same thing. The death ray stuff, the mind reading stuff, all of that was out there. Never, never panned out, did it? And it's not. The technology behind 5G is actually rather basic and simple, as complicated as it sounds. More wider channels to move data quicker. That's it. That's all it is. That's all it ever would be. So a lot of what you're hearing is not correct. Look, I'm going to get back to more of this in a minute. I hope I didn't bore you and I hope I didn't anger somebody who's convinced that 5G is of of Satan. Well, what's of Satan is how we use it. Just like our cell phones. And by the way, you know those cell phones and all the devices you have, they're spying on you all the time. We'll get into that in the next portion of the program. This is Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. We're on the road right now. This broadcast coming to you from Chilhowee, Virginia. We're spending time with family and friends, so we're running a little late each day getting the program out for the podcast. Normally, we try to have it ready by noon, but it looks like we're going to be closer as we... It's normally 1 o'clock while we're on the road. It's just a lot more difficult to get everything put together and do the program. But, But just so you know, we're still with you this week and recording and putting it out there. This is Thursday. I'm recording this program on Thursday, trying to make the deadline. If you believe in our work, would you take a moment and send me an email? My email is bob at truth2ponder.com. Bob at truth2ponder.com. Bob at truth2ponder.com. Our website, truth2ponder, that's the number two, truth2ponder.com. When we come back, I'm going to share just a few more thoughts on this, and then we're going to start moving today and into tomorrow on the things that we actually need to be doing. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Mizot! Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now in the Song of Solomon, chapter 6, verse 10, it says, Mizot! Mizot! Which means, who's this? Who is this? Who's this who shines like the dawn? Now, what's that about? It's talking about the bride. And those who are talking about the bride are the maidens of the bride. So if it's talking about the bride and the people doing the talking are the bride's maidens, why do they say in Hebrew, Mizot, who is this? They should know. Well, this is a spiritual book. The bride speaks of you, the bride of Messiah. So what does it mean when it says Mizot? It means that the bride of Messiah must have a Mizot quality about her, a quality that makes others say, Mizot, who's this? If you belong to God, you're his beloved. You need to have a mizot quality. You need to make people say, who is this? Even people who know you best, especially people who know you, just like the maidens of the bride. See, the bride must always be surprising, 
even to those who know her best. And how does the bride do it? She does it by always changing in the grace of God. Are you surprising people? Are you making your maiden say, Mizot, who's this? You need to. Start this week. Start today. Think what unexpected act, what unwarranted gesture of grace, what unexplainable action of compassion can you do this week? How can you surprise your family? How can you surprise your friends? How can you surprise your congregation, your enemies, your boss, your employees, your wife, your husband, your children, your parents, the cashier, all the rest? Do it. Surprise them because you're the miso person and that's your job. Do what you need to do. Do over and above what you need to do until they look at you and can say, Mizot, who's this? Want more? Ask for She Like the Dawn. Now, feeling like your walk with God could use a real spiritual boost? We got the answer. A free subscription to Sapphire's Warning Uses Directed. Sapphire's can revolutionize your walk for victory. Also, the incredible the mystery of the temple doors all free. You'll love it. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed, but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to minister with me in two of the most exciting ministries, to beam the word of life around the earth by shortwave radio, to every tribe and tongue, and to Israel, the Jewish people who gave it to you. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1 Or write me direct The Nice Jewish Boy Box 1111 In Lodi L-O-D-I New Jersey Zip 07644 It's The Nice Jewish Boy It's Box 1111 Lodi L-O-D-I New Jersey 07644 Well till next time This is Jonathan Kahn saying Shalom Aleichem Peace be to you my friend And Messiah Haderech The Way This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Happy days are here again, the skies above are here again. Let us sing a song of cheer again. Happy days are here again. And I want to welcome you back to part two of Truth to Ponder. For this Thursday, I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I want to touch on a couple of things, but I want to share just a few thoughts. And and these, I want you to think. These are just thoughts to help you think and rationalize. I've been trying to figure out, like many people, and, and there's some very smart people out there that are not buying the line that everybody must be vaccinated. Why do people like President Joe Biden, or should I say really Kamala Harris, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the Centers for Disease Control based out of Atlanta, which has now lost all their credibility. Why are they blaming and shaming unvaccinated Americans for this new wave of COVID-19, the Delta variant? Had an opportunity, I've mentioned this several times, to talk to a close friend of mine who happens to be a doctor out in the Midwest. He went through COVID-19 back late last year. It was not a pleasant ride. He has many comorbidities, but he's alive at age 70 to talk about it. It's time to think, and he has got some very strong opinions too about the Delta variant. It is more contagious, yes, but it is far less lethal, has much fewer symptoms than its predecessors. So it's time to ask the question, why? Why does our own government demonizing one group of Americans over another. This lie is really over the top. 
I want you to think. We're being told that the unvaccinated are spreading the virus to the vaccinated, which has got to be the how. It, I don't I don't follow the logic on that at all. There is no medical or reasonable logic to that idea that the unvaccinated are making the vaccinated sick. Because if you're vaccinated, you shouldn't be getting sick. Isn't that the theory about a vaccination? Isn't it kind of backwards, like I said yesterday and the day before? It's like asking somebody to put on a heavy, warm winter jacket to keep you warm. Don't you put the jacket on to keep yourself warm? We've seen example after example. They try to convince us, oh, these are just abnormalities. These are breakthrough cases. That's the term they use, breakthrough cases. You take a country like Israel, where 67% of the population is pretty much fully vaccinated. And if you look at how many people are hospitalized, which are not that many compared to prior times, in the hospital with COVID-19, it's 67% of the people in the hospital are fully vaccinated. So it's the same spread across the board. 67% 67% vaccinated, 67% of the hospital are also vaccinated. Doesn't make any sense. We remember that the New York Yankees, who were fully vaccinated, had COVID. Olympic athletes who were fully vaccinated had COVID. The Texas Democrat lawmakers who skipped town, they have COVID. The White House is now hiding a large outbreak of COVID among their vaccinated staffers. Like I say, in Israel... The government admits a majority of all new COVID cases are among the vaccinated. The UK government doesn't want to admit, but they are quietly admitting a large share of the new COVID cases and even hospitalizations are among the vaccinated. In Cape Cod, Massachusetts, there's a large COVID outbreak among the vaccinated. At Stanford University in California, there's an outbreak of COVID among the vaccinated students. It happens everywhere. Yet, President Biden, Dr. Fauci, and the CDC claim the new wave is almost entirely among the unvaccinated. It's simply not true. It is a lie. It is a whopper. It is pure fraud. Why does our government insist on having these? Well, we got reprobates in government. That's why they lie. They're on board with getting everybody vaccinated and then having vaccine passports. This is the goal. Listen to what they say. Former Chicago mayor and Clinton advisor Rahm Emanuel, he talks about the day has to come when there's a vaccine passport so everybody can be safe. Ever notice how the government wants to keep you safe to put you in bondage? Why would our government tell such a lie? Why do they want to shame and blame unvaccinated Americans when it's the vaccinated who are experiencing the same exact wave of illness? Maybe they're the spreading it to the unvaccinated. Who knows? My question is, why are they covering certain things up? We know China is the source of this bioweapon. China has a plan to be the most powerful force in the world. China is on the hook for $10 trillion or more in damages of what they've done to the world. 
as far as I'm concerned, China and his their willing partner in in the EcoHealth Alliance, which is Dr. Daszak, funded by Dr. Fauci, using patents obtained by Dr. Barrick, Dr. Fauci, the uh, National Institutes of uh, Allergies and Infectious Diseases, all the money from them. These are the guys that created this pandemic. We should never forget those that gave us the father of the virus. The father of the virus is Dr. Anthony Fauci, and he's the one telling you to wear two face masks. He's the one that said you didn't need one. Now you need one. Now you need two. The CDC, they use the, uh, the, the carrot and stick. Hey, get vaccinated, take off your mask. Now they changed their mind a couple of days ago. Well, on the other hand, if you're vaccinated, you still need to wear it. A lot of people that took the vaccine, I wonder if they're thinking, did I make a mistake in doing this? And I'm afraid many will think that. So why does President Biden, Dr. Fauci, and the CDC try to cover up for China? Then you have the Biden administration itself that are covering things up. The Biden administration. If COVID is so bad, so dangerous, so deadly, why did why did President Biden open up the borders? And let's be honest, there are millions of people that have come across that border unvaccinated that have COVID that are being put right into communities. Who would do this in the middle of a pandemic, just open the borders? Who would invite the whole world in? President Biden is now the real COVID president. This is his pandemic. He owns it, along with his buddies in the Chinese Communist Party. Then I read this little story. I want to share this, and we're going to talk about what we need to really be doing. People who have been fully vaccinated for COVID-19 still get infected with the Delta strain, and they can still transmit that infection to unvaccinated people. This comes from the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta. That's the reason to justify the renewed recommendations that the vaccinated must wear a face mask. So apparently they're saying the vaccine simply doesn't work. And who knows how much injury and death has really been caused by the vaccine. We live in an Orwellian time where government wants to monitor every aspect of your life. I thought about this the other night. Is it really Facebook and Twitter that want to control your lives? Not really. They just like making money. And they're afraid of losing some of their status, like, you know, Section 230 of the rules and regulations that call them, they keep them from being sued. They don't want to lose that. So whatever big government says they need to do, like spy on you and I, or stop this so-called misinformation, just to keep the money flowing to Google and YouTube and uh, Instagram and Facebook and all the others, just to keep all the money flowing. They, they, they become paid people or paid entities to the government. Look, the government is paying for the spying because, see, the government can't spy on you. That's against the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution. So what do they do? They, they go around the Constitution. They buy data and information from companies like Google and Facebook and Twitter. They're buying information about you. They're getting information, and I'm beginning to do some research on the next phone that I will have. Because I know, as you probably know, 
your phone is eavesdropping on where you go and what you do and where you've been. Nothing worse than getting a little thing from Google saying, here are the places you visited the last month. Your phone knows where you've been. Believe it or not, it does. And it keeps a record of where you've been and how long you've been there. We're already being surveilled. We're already being put into a bondage. This whole thing takes it one step further. We have the Ministry of Truth, which is basically the propaganda of the government being decimated, or I should say disseminated to the people via the mainstream news media and the social media outlets. They're just willing partners to be among the elite and to keep their status. The unvaccinated, if we go at the rate we're going, will no longer be allowed into a church. That's going to happen in Europe very quickly. It'll happen in Australia. It's going to happen in Canada. And if we don't stop it, it's going to happen in the United States. There was a stolen election. I have no doubt about it. They used COVID-19 as the excuse to ramrod all kinds of easy ways to cheat into uh, certain states like Georgia, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Those states went overboard in doing strange things and allowing voting. And I believe the election was absolutely stolen with fake ballots. And who knows what else? Time will tell. Whether anything comes of it or not is is my concern. I doubt if we're going to see anything happen. I want you to start thinking, what is your plan? What is your plan when there's going to be a vaccine passport? You can't go to the grocery store anymore. It's not going to be a matter of wearing a face mask. It's going to be a matter of you're not vaccinated, you're not allowed in. You're not going to be allowed to go to church anymore because if you're not vaccinated, see, France is starting with gatherings of 50. And watch how fast 50 becomes 25, becomes 10. There'll be some new variant outbreak that has been declared. And I want to know what tests they have for this variant. How do they know that all the cases, 83% are now the new variant? How do they know that? The PCR test is not telling them that. And by the way, the PCR test. Earlier this week, you probably heard actually end of last week, the, uh, the Food and Drug Administration and the CDC have decided you can't use that test after the end of this year because why? It's inaccurate. So why are they going to continue to use it for the rest of the year? Because it makes the case numbers go up. False positives, cycle thresholds that are too high. And if you die of a gunshot wound and they can test you with that thing, they'll call it a COVID death. I'm telling you, the plan is to surround all of us. The wolves are surrounding us and pushing us into a circle. And they're about to attack. Your church is a target. Believe me, it is. Your church is a target. Social media, you're a target. I I see the day coming when your vaccination status will be required to be on certain social media. We don't want the unvaccinated, you know, the the rebel rousers here because they, they pass along, as the government calls it, false or misleading information. I guarantee you, 
the day will come that Facebook will ask you, what is your vaccination status to keep your account? If you're vaccinated, okay, you can stay. If not, we don't want you here because you're, you're liable to spread false and misleading information and get somebody killed by the, vac- by the virus. <laughs> we know the vaccine is killing people, but by the virus. That's why I keep warning you. I, I am so sick and tired of people saying, and I have so many people that I know and care about that say, well, you know, we're not going to worry too much because, you know, 2022 is coming and we'll get it all fixed. We're going to vote out Nancy Pelosi and all those people. And then they we're going to make Biden a lame duck president and we'll get it all fixed then by 2024. You're not going to fix it by 2020, in 2022 with the election. You're not going to fix it in 2024. Even if you get past all the cheating, even if you get the people you think can fix it in office, we have been bamfoozled before. 2000, who did we elect? 2004, who did we get? Who are the Republicans run of any value since Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump? Nobody that I can think of. They're all dismal disappointments. You're not going to fix it. The Bible is clear. Do not put your trust in princes, in other words, politicians, or the sons of men. Don't do it. Yet too many people that I know that claim to be Christians are putting their faith in this politician or that politician. Listen, as a Floridian, I am proud to have Governor DeSantis as my governor, who is fighting against all this federal tyranny. But he is one governor in the minority in terms of even rhino Republicans in Maryland or Ohio that are buying into all this branch COVIDian nonsense. All these mass COVIDians out there. People, I look at them as I go into a store. Those that wear a face mask, I can tell. You can just see it in their eyes. They wear a face mask believing it will protect them and make them immune to the virus and they've been vaccinated to boot. Both vaccinated and wearing a face diaper because they believe it'll protect them. Why do they believe that? Dr. Fauci said so. Rachel Walensky told you so. Joe Biden says, we need to wear it after all. I mean, he's the guy that said, what, two months ago, get your shot, take off your mask. And many people foolishly did. Okay, maybe I'll do that because I'll never get my life back. I got news for you. If you, if everybody in the country gets the injection, you're never going to get your life back. It's not in the plan. Digital currency is on its way. They're going to have a lot of reasons why. That'll stop people from, you know, doing business under the table. That'll stop the drug trade. That'll stop a lot of things. If we go to a digital currency and the government knows exactly how much you have and where and how you spend it, then eventually they'll decide you're spending your money all wrong and they make, they'll make sure that you only get what you need. Listen, we're on the way for Orwellian-type control. So what is the church going to do? If you're a church with a big building program going on, I'd be in a panic mode. 
because you may never get to use that building to its full capacity. I see that day coming. Even if everybody in your congregation is vaccinated, I read a lot of stuff that you send me. And there's some people out there that believe two-thirds of our population will be dead in a couple of years from the vaccine. I don't know if I go that far or not. But I do believe that a lot of elderly people that have taken it will not live as long as they might have. I do believe that many young women, when they decide to have children, will have a difficult time. We're already knowing that's going to be a problem. And other health issues. Will our population be reduced? Probably so. That is my gut feeling. It's not some kind of prophecy, but it's my gut feeling that a year or two from now, remember, these vaccines are only being administered under emergency use authorization, which assumes there's no other way to treat the disease. Yet doctor after doctor after doctor can prove with legitimate numbers that hydroxychloroquine and zinc or ivermectin all work as a therapeutic, speeding a healthy and good recovery. We know Dr. Peter McAuliffe has demonstrated that 85% of the deaths of COVID would have been, never would have happened had they been properly treated. So we've created this pandemic for a reason, to get everybody to follow along move toward a digital currency because once you have everybody ID'd and I think the vaccine passport is it don't don't look at what's in the vaccine there's a lot of weird and harmful things in there but it's not going to be affected by 5G if anybody tells you that tell them they're fools you can tell them contact me and I'll explain I've read all the material from all these people propagating this 5G boogeyman nonsense It's the QAnon of the virus world right now. And QAnon turned out to be a hoax and a fraud. And so are the 5G boogeyman. I've been hearing it about 4G and 3G and even 2G. I've been in the the engineering business for almost 50 years. I know what this stuff is. And I know what it's not. Verizon and T-Mobile are not building towers to, to run death rays to your brain. I mean, let's be honest about this. There's a lot of conspiracies out there that are legit. We don't have to make some up. If you believe in the work of Truth to Ponder, please send me an email, bob at truththenumber2ponder.com. If you can help us financially as we end this month and get ready for paying the bills as we go into next month, our mailing address is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, Number 263, that is our secure box, number 263 in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, and the zip code is 30537. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.